Graduation is a sweet occasion, but finding the perfect gift can be a bitter struggle. MMS.com has a solution. Personalized M&Ms. Just imagine the look on your grad's face when they receive a custom candy creation featuring their school's colors, name, and even their photo printed right on some M&Ms. It's a thoughtful way to celebrate their accomplishments and make the occasion even more special. Visit MMS.com to create your own personalized gifts and party favors for graduations, weddings, birthdays, and more. That's MMS.com. Use code WONDERY to receive 15% off your next order. Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money podcast. It is Thursday, June 17th, and I am your host, Jill Schlesinger. I am joined by your co-host, Mark Talercio. Mark, I'm going to just I just gave you that title, co-host. Would you like that title or not? No, that's a bit misleading. Mark Talercio is our executive producer, and he is the best executive producer in the world. By the way, one way you know that is that we keep winning awards for other things and doing the stuff that we do. We just won a Gracie Award for, what's what's the title? What did we win it for? I forgot. Now, it's a best um, radio show? Best national talk show. That's what we just won for our terrestrial radio show called Jill on Money. We hope we win a podcast award with you guys here at Ion Money. The point of this podcast is for me and for Mark to help take the mystery out of your financial lives. And we do that by answering questions. You can send us your questions to this email address, askjill at jillonmoney.com. Or you can go to our website, jillonmoney.com. That is our website. And there is a contact button in the upper right-hand corner. You can send us a message While you're on the website, you might as well sign up for the free weekly newsletter because Mark does a great job with that. So check out our newsletter. It's fantastic. It's free. It comes out on Fridays. So you can listen to us on Thursdays and then, boop, Friday, you'll get your newsletter and you can catch up on stuff. So, uh, all right. The other thing you can do when you send us your email is you can let us know if you're willing to come on the air with us live. That is really fun. So today... We have a guest who was very, I thought a little cagey. He didn't want to actually say like where he was from. He was a little shy. You can do that. You can change your name. You can change your location. We're just going to call him Matt. He's from the South and we're not going to disclose his location. But let me just say, Matt, Mark just said to you, we don't get a lot of people who come on the air with us from your part of the country. So you've got to represent Give me that whole, like, nice Southern hospitality. So welcome to the program. Well, it's awesome to be here. I really appreciate y'all taking my call. And yeah, I, I don't know what to say. I'm super excited. You just said y'all. So your your job is done. Okay, what can we do for you today? I, so my wife and I, we're young and we're good with our finances. I, I've always heard about the fire movement and that sort of thing. And I know you're against retiring early. You enjoy a nice, long, prosperous career. But I'm curious if our what we have set, our foundation, is good enough for us to maybe slow down a little bit, maybe mm. work part time, maybe mm. make a little less money. You know, just just kind of your opinion when it comes to that. I want to just go on the record to say I'm not anti fire movement. I'm really not. And I love the idea. And we've had many episodes on various broadcasts. I've talked about it on television that I love the idea that people want to save a lot early in their lives in order to have more options in the future. That's really the core concept that I I think it's just awesome. 
I really do. So I want to encourage people and say, that's great. I think it's tough to know what you think retirement is or is not going to be if you're in your 20s and it's so far off. And so the reason why I have often been a little bit um, skeptical about retiring early is that I think that most people actually want to keep doing something. And and I, I agree with that. That's what my wife and I want. Um, so she's in the medical field. She's a nurse. So she's obviously burnt out over the past year. Mm-hmm. So she wants different options. And and I have a finance background. I have a degree in finance. And I want to go towards working what I'm passionate about rather than working for a job that I have to to make money. So it's not mm-hmm. that we want to quit work. It's that we want to slow down. We're from the South, right? We have a slow way of living we can sit outside on the porch, drink coffee, and we're super happy. I don't need the big spending to, to mm-hmm. do different things. So it's just, you know, my goal has always been to, to start early, invest, have that foundation so that we can do what we want to do, like you said. So right. makes a ton of sense. So Matt, how old are you? I am 26. My wife oh. is 27. I turned 27 in August. How much do you guys make together? We combine make a hundred, and that is fifty thousand, pretty much split down the middle. I'll, I'm supposed to get a raise coming up pretty soon, and I'll mm-hmm. go up to about fifty-eight thousand, just under sixty. But mm-hmm. but I have also been been taking interviews for different positions and things, so you know who knows where that may go. Okay, well that's great. Do you each have retirement plans through your employers? <sighs> yes. Yeah, so I work for my state, so mine is a pension. But so I also put money into a Roth, obviously, because I don't I don't really fall back on a pension. So mm-hmm. I did have a question. Obviously, working for the state, we have a deferred compensation plan, and I have a little money in it. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you feel about those? Because I, I know there's some things to where we can take money out kind of earlier in those. When I if I did leave my mm-hmm. position, you know, are they are they all they're cracked up to be? Yeah. I mean, there are some ways to access the money, although it's not as easy as you think. And it's usually when you'd be in your fifties where you could first access it. But let me ask you a question about the pension. You're, you're so young. How many years in do you have just a few? I'm, I'm three years in and you have to be eight years to be vested. So, so my money obviously is good. It's my money, but I'm not vested until you're eight. Is it possible that you stay in the pension system when you get a new job? Or are you thinking about leaving the state? So I, I've looked for different state positions and, and I'm okay with that idea. The one problem that gets me with the state is I, I work really hard. I do what I'm supposed to do. I can't get raises. It's just based off of time. So I'm going right. to get a raise based off of my three year mark, not based off of, oh, you worked so hard. You did so well. So, uh-huh. you know, it's, it's kind of tough. I'm, I'm in between a rock and a hard place. Good, comfortable job, but I don't have the ability to just, you know, make a lot more income. And if you were to look for a new job, would your background take you into the private sector where you'd be able to, like when you said you're interviewing for another job and that would be in the private sector? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I, okay. I've, I've retired. Sorry about the ma'am. I don't know if you'd like that or not. but uh, I totally don't, but I love that you said it because it just rolls right off. So I'm, I'm fine with it. Whatever you need to be, I'm just going to listen here. So 110 would be a private sector job, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, okay. it's really just... It depends. If I, if I use my degree and I use my background, I can get a raise. But I'm actually, I've been looking more towards the personal finance route, and that's going to be a, a downgrade because I don't have the experience in that field. So, Oh, you mean you're looking to take a job where you would drop back and actually do become like a certified financial planner and give financial advice? Well, that is what I, that's the goal, right? That's what I want to get to. But mm-hmm. I still, I still, you know, I need to get 
take the test, do everything. And, and I've, I've had interviews for like insurance jobs and I don't want to sell insurance. I just don't. I, I had an internship going up through college for a big company and they, they rubbed me the wrong way. It was basically just, you know, give us all your family information. We're going to try to sell them insurance, <laughs> blah, blah. I, I hated it. And I, I, I'm not a salesman, right? It's just not yeah. my, it's not my nature. I want to, what you do on a daily basis is what I'd like to go towards, but right. you know, but I don't have that experience yet. So I can't, I can't get paid for that. You know? All right. Well, I might have an idea about how to get there, but let's, so let's keep going. So tell me right now, um, does your wife make a contribution into her plan? Like what yeah. artist? Yeah, yeah so she does. When she, so she started, she, she has more of our net worth than I do because she started when she was 22, putting in 15% of her income into her 401k. Okay. So now she's dropped that down to 6% because we like our income and we're starting to invest in our Roth and our individual brokerage accounts. That way we can have money we can touch before 60. So, And does she get a match? She does. She gets 3%. It's it's 50% of the first 6%. So she does okay. the 6% to get her match. And how much has she saved so far in the 401k? So she has 58000 in her 401k. Great. And how much do you have in your Roths? So we each have 20. So that's another 40k in our Roths. Great. And you guys are putting in the 6,000 each into your Roths. Yes. She's putting 6% into her 401k. You're part of this pension system. And are you making any contributions into your defined? Yeah, we have to do 9% into the pension. It comes straight mm -hmm. out of our check. I yep. right, right now, I'm not doing anything into the deferred comp. It has a small balance of like $4,500. So last year, I stopped doing it last year because we saved up some cash. We paid for our own wedding last year. And then we also bought a duplex, what we're house hacking, living in one side, running out the other. So that took some cash. So I like that you use that word, house hacking. Let's talk about the duplex. How much money is it? How much is it worth? The appraisal when we bought it a year ago was 360. But with the market being insane, it's probably closer to 380, 390 right now. And you have a mortgage on it? Oh yes, ma'am. We it's three hundred and forty is the mortgage. We we did the the FHA three point five percent down, so we could oh. keep as we wanted to keep as much cash as possible because we had the wedding coming up. So mm -hmm. we we had more to put down. We chose not to do that. So now let's just um, work through this. So you're you're living in one half. You're renting the other half. And does the rent that you receive pay for your expenses for the whole thing? Everything except for about $300. So our quote unquote house payment, rent payment, whatever you want to say is $300 a month that we Oh my split. God, that's fantastic. Do you guys have any debt from school? I So my wife paid hers off. I have 25000 and I've chose not to pay that due to you know the political standpoint, what may or may not happen with it. It's 0% mm -hmm. interest, so it doesn't mm -hmm. bother me. It, I don't lose sleep over it. So mm -hmm. I'm just kind of hanging out, seeing what happens. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 
Do you feel like on your $100,000 right now, with the amount of money that you're saving away, you've got this um, debt, you have an emergency reserve fund, I imagine? Yeah, we have uh, $20,000 in cash and another $20,000 in just brokerage accounts. Do you have extra money every month to put away at this point? So yes, our our baseline budget is about $3,000 a month in bills, food, uh, the fund money that we allocate ourselves Mm-hmm. So, and we make, we bring home a little over six, between 6,000 and 6,500, depending on my wife's hours. So, Holy smokes. Right. So we have 3,000 in there too. We typically put 500 each into our Roths and another thousand plus into our individual accounts. And like I said, that's only been basically since December, January, because we got married last October. So, right. you know, it's, it's, it's been a slow haul, but we're also, we're, we're thinking about more rental properties because this has went so well, you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot. Let's there's not lot, do that. Let's okay. not do that. Okay. Well, I'll tell you why. I mean, there is a there. I mean, look, it depends if you really want to be in that business. But if you want financial independence, yes, of course, rental property can do it. But don't forget, you've got to tie up money, right? You lose your liquidity. And essentially, if you want as many options as possible, you've got to remain as liquid as possible. I think what's interesting here is in your state plan, do they offer a Roth option instead of just, you know, sort of the straight up what they're doing now? Is there also a Roth option? There is not. I wish Mm -hmm. there was. There is not. Okay. Your wife also, they only have the traditional, right? They only have the traditional, yes. And and it's a fantastic 401k. She has Vanguard funds that are four basis points. I mean, her 401k is fantastic. I'll say that. I mean, look, you guys are in great shape. You have very low cost of living, right? You are planning on having some kitties? Yes. So hopefully not within the next year or so, but maybe two. Let me just say something. You have something to do with that, hopefully. There's no hoping. You have something to do with that. You would think that. So you would think that. But I think my wife is really, you know. I got you. Okay. So kids are coming. Yes. yes, Okay. So if you were to have kids right now, let's say in the next few years, is there any idea that you would actually need to move to a different location or a different type of dwelling? Well, we have, I grew up on family land in a small town and my grandma owns all the land. Our, our goal, our plan is to buy a few acres of land of that, build a house, and then we will vacate the duplex, rent out both sides, mm. and then live on family land. So then absolutely no extra, no, no purchases of anything in that, if that's the game plan. So I think you really do need to build up, you know, as much as I think, oh, it would be great if you had a Roth, you're going to need a slush fund of money in these brokerage accounts in order to execute your game plan for two reasons. One is that you really do need money so that you can, you know, construction loans are hard to come by. You're not going to get FHA to do that. And you're probably going to start making a lot of money. So you might as well save up and do that. You want the liquidity for your financial independence. So, so far, the game plan looks good. The thing that's interesting to me is that this idea that you want to explore a different career. And if I may be your Aunt Jill for a second, you know, a lot of people come to me and they ask me about going into financial services. And I think it's a great idea and it sounds like you have a passion for it. But as you said, you would it would require you to take a step back. So let's just pretend that, yeah, you're not passionate about what you're doing, but it's not a bad job. It might be a good opportunity for you to start the process of taking a couple of classes to get your certified financial planner designation. Because, you know, like you said, you're not 
it's like you work hard, but you're not killing it. And you know that if you go to a new company, especially something in the private sector, that you're going to be under the, the microscope of like the new guy, and then you're going to want to work your butt off. And it's going to be hard to do both of those things at once. So maybe you use the next few years, you stay in your state job, you work hard, you accumulate a bunch of cash. And then what you also do is on the side, you're taking CFP classes. Now, it might be a good opportunity for you to do that, to save a bunch of money. And even just to say, I had that coursework done before you even went, you know, at that point, then you've got to make a decision. Do I want to really wait till I have my eight years in so I'm vested? The first two years I was here, we traveled. I was in a, a hotel Monday through Friday every mm-hmm. day for two years. Over the past year now, we've been working from home due to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm used to being home and we're about to start traveling again. Oh. And so it's it's weighing on me. You know, I, I in the next month, we start traveling again. And so it's just weighing on me, you know, just the thought about oh, that. But you left it, that out. That's I a did. hard thing. It, That's it very hard. Yeah. Um, traveling a lot is quite wearing. And especially if you're going to have kids soon, like that's just not ideal. So now I'm going to shift gears and tell you this. Then I would make the job search a much bigger thing. I really would. And I would think about finding yourself a job where, you know, you feel good and, you know, whether it's in the system, the state system or not, that you you just want to be more challenged and you obviously don't want to be tethered to an organization that's going to create a lifestyle for you that's really it's guys kind of crappy. You know, I, I I don't mean that to say that they don't they're not doing something mean to you. That's a hard thing. Travel's hard. So then what I think you have to do is figure out then you're going to have to kind of get yourself going, get yourself set, get yourself in a place and, you know, then begin to start thinking about the CFP. What job can I get with a CFP if I don't really care to sell investments? I just <laughs> Well, that's a great question. You would have to work for a firm that does real financial planning. Okay. Some of them are advisors through NAPFA, the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors. They tend to be the kind of people who do hardcore financial planning hourly by the project. And they, any NAPFA advisor, anyone who's part of that association is actually precluded from collecting a commission. So a NAPFA advisor would be much more in line with your, I think, your desire, which is, it's, I'm going to read, I'm going to put words in your mouth, that you want to help people, you don't want to, you know, be forced to sell a bunch of crap to them. Perfect. Yeah. And, um, and, and I think that you can totally find those folks, and the industry is moving in that direction. But obviously, if you've saved tons and tons of money, then you are actually in a much better place to be able to take that step backwards to advance your career and get it more, get more in line. Like my career is much more in line with my values. Right. And that's, and that's really the goal. And that was my next question with the CFP though. Are there no positions to where I could, a company would hire me and then allow me to, to train while I was there, if that makes sense? Yeah, of course. There's plenty of places that will do that, but you're going to make like 50 grand a year. I, I know you live in New York, but for the South, I mean, I make 50 grand now and I'm not that happy. So, uh, All right. Yeah. So so good point. I, I'm saying 50 grand in like New York. I don't know what the market is there. Maybe it's going to be 35 or 40. Mark, is that is that fair to say? Like what's a power planner make, do you think? Yeah, I'm thinking 35, 40. I mean, you got to go look. I would do this. I would start doing some research in your area. I would talk to people. I would go to the, so here's what you do. Go to the NAPFA website, the National Association Personal Financial Advisors, type in your zip code, 
and see which advisors are in your area closest to you. And then I would just call them and say, like, I'm really interested in this industry. Can you tell me about it? And talk to them and start getting feel for what they do. You guys have your um, estate documents. You got wills. So we do not. And I'm actually kind of curious. We do. We have life insurance. When we bought the duplex, we bought a life insurance term policies just so if one of us passed away, we could mm-hmm. cover the debt and not have to worry about that. Um, Good. With us being young, not having kids, you know, what would you recommend for that? You need uh, sweetheart wills. I leave everything to you. You leave everything to me. And by the way, you've got brokerage accounts and those don't pass by contract. So you have to do that back and forth. You need a power of attorney in case something happens to you, someone makes a decision on your behalf and you need a healthcare proxy. You can always change it when you have kids. Get something basic, get it done. You can do it online if you want. Um, if you have a friend who's an attorney, see if you can get a cheapie. But these are not expensive documents. You might as well get it done now. And you can, as I said, when you have kids, you update it. Well, I appreciate it. Y'all have been fantastic. I'm super excited to talk to you guys. It doesn't matter. You're from New York. I'm from the South. I, different political views. It, none of it matters. Y'all are, Can't y'all, we all get along, baby? Come on. Y'all, y'all have fantastic advice, and I know y'all help a lot of people, so I really appreciate it. Well, if you, like Matt, would like to join us, just send us an email. It's askjill at jillonmoney.com, or if you're on the website, just hit the contact button. And we like to remind people that when you're listening to us, we're talking about money. It always can feel a little bit like that's the only thing that's going on, but it's not. We know there are many other issues in your life beyond your money. Let's just get it settled so you can concentrate on the other things. And one of the great benefits of living through this horrible pandemic is that we started to be a little bit nicer to one another. So we would like you to bring that into your post-pandemic routine. Try to lift someone else up today. Maybe it's a smile. Maybe it's doing something nice for someone else. Doesn't matter. Just something a little bit nice and it'll make you feel better. It will make that person feel better. Don't forget this show. It's all about curiosity, compassion, and community. We are building our community with your help. Thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, starting May 8th, wherever you get your podcasts.